Welcome to Treadmill Talks with Shannon Maves, a podcast for athletes and fitness enthusiasts to pass the time during mind-numbing cardio while I use my no-bullshit coaching style to educate, inspire, and entertain. I'm your host, Shannon Maves. Now let's walk and talk. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Treadmill Talks, the one about stress. Stress is unfortunately an inevitable part of the human experience, and sometimes we have to deal with more stress than other times. I'll be honest, as exciting as it has been, this summer has also been one of the most stressful times of my entire life. Between moving 2,000 miles away to a city where I don't know a single person to evacuating my home for a hurricane after only about a month of living here, all while running a business, my stress has hit record highs at some points. So much so that I actually shit myself because of it. No, not like shit my pants embarrassing or anything like that. Sorry to disappoint. I did that at a nightclub in New York City years ago due to food poisoning though. And I was wearing a dress, not pants. But luckily what happened to me this time wasn't quite as traumatizing. What happened was when Hurricane Adalia was heading towards us, I started to realize how unprepared I was. Being born and raised in the desert, I have never had to deal with any type of natural disaster, and I started to freak the fuck out. We didn't have any emergency supplies like water or non-perishable foods. Our house is in a zone A flood zone, and the city ran out of sandbags by the time us desert rats realized we needed them. And then when I heard talk of a seven-foot storm surge being a likely possibility for our neighborhood, I started to wonder where in the fuck we were going to go if we had to evacuate, since we don't know anybody here. Cue panic attack. Guys, I was a mess. At one point, my stress got so high that I legit had to race to the bathroom because it had gotten my digestion so out of whack. I essentially scared the shit out of myself. And I'm telling you this shitty story because it is actually somewhat relevant. Because later in this episode, I'm going to cover how stress can fuck with things like digestion. Now, my story is obviously somewhat unique and a bit ridiculous, By the way, I'm much calmer about hurricanes now that I've been through one, and I'm confident that I will handle the next one infinitely better. But even though stress can present itself in a ton of different ways, we all deal with stress at some point to some degree, and some of us are able to manage it better than others. Something that I've learned from coaching so many people over the years, though, is that Not a lot of people truly understand the substantial impact it can have on our physical health. I mean, be honest. If you had been in my position, would you have known that needing to take a super sudden and extremely massive shit had to do with stress? 
Or would you have been scratching your head wondering what you ate that caused it? Stress can really fuck with us, not just mentally, but physically as well. Stress can even be broken down into two categories, mental stress and physical stress. Physical stress is the stress that our body experiences when we are recovering from an illness or an injury or recovering from intense training in the gym. Mental stress is more what we tend to think of when we hear the term stress. It's generally caused by things like work, money, or relationships. But these types of mental and emotional stressors can all eventually cause physical stress, especially if it's not being well-managed. This is what is referred to as chronic stress. Chronic stress is prolonged stress. It's what you experience when you feel pressured and overwhelmed for an extended period of time. Like when you just can't get caught up at work or you're struggling to pay your bills or you just can't stop fighting with your significant other. Then there's also acute stress, which is more short-lived. It's what we experience when we're maybe stuck in traffic and running late to work. Chronic and acute stress can both create physical stress. Try to think back to a time where you experienced acute stress. Perhaps you can use my example of being stuck in traffic when you were running late. Or maybe your dog got off of her leash and booked it down the road. Or your kid started throwing a tantrum in the middle of Target. Or you just tripped going up the stairs and barely caught yourself from falling on your face. Whatever the case, I bet your heart rate started racing. Your blood pressure probably got higher. And you maybe even felt yourself getting physically hot. Those are all some of the physical effects of acute stress. It's caused by your body releasing cortisol and adrenaline, which puts you into that state of fight or flight. It might be more short-lived than chronic stress, but it can still have a negative impact on not just your day, but your overall health too. Chronic stress, however, tends to have more of a negative impact on overall health because, well, it's chronic. So those negative effects, like elevated heart rate and blood pressure, last more than just a few seconds or minutes, which is obviously not great news for your cardiovascular system. Because constantly elevated cortisol, which is your stress hormone, has also been linked to things like higher cholesterol and blood sugar. It can also promote the buildup of plaque in the arteries all of which can increase the risk of cardiovascular disease. High stress levels can also affect things like digestion and sleep. I may have recently had an experience where I needed to rush to the bathroom because of stress, but it can also have the opposite effect and cause constipation. A lot of people, mostly women, experience this when they are traveling. Sometimes constipation when traveling is caused by dehydration or changes in diet, but a lot of times it's due to the inability to feel completely relaxed in an unfamiliar place. You might not think you're super stressed because you're on vacation, 
But if you're feeling just slightly on edge for an extended period of time, it can definitely cause things to get a little backed up. Or maybe stress causes you to get indigestion or heartburn or nausea. The effect that stress has on digestion can present itself in very different ways depending on the person and depending on other variables because it's not always going to affect you in the same way. Whatever type of effect stress has on your digestion, it can consequently have an impact on your body composition. Maybe stress makes you lose your appetite, causing you to undereat. Or maybe it causes you to go for more calorically dense foods for comfort, causing you to overeat. Or maybe you're super diligent with your diet and you eat the exact same things regardless of your stress levels. It's still going to have an impact on how your body digests the foods that you're eating, no matter how nutritious they are. Because the stress your body is releasing prevents it from being able to absorb as many nutrients as it would if it were in a more relaxed state. Not to go off on too much of a tangent, but this is one of many reasons why I hate labeling foods as good or bad. Because when you label a food as bad, it tends to create feelings of guilt and shame when you do decide to indulge a bit. And those feelings of guilt and shame can create physical stress while you're eating them. And then that physical stress affects your digestion, which does nothing but perpetuate those thoughts of food being deemed as bad. But when you look at food as just food and don't stress about eating something like a cookie once in a while, your body is going to digest it a lot more efficiently and you'll eventually realize that it's not actually the worst thing in the world. Sure, treats should be kept in moderation and single ingredient foods should always be prioritized for the sake of internal health, but stressing over a fucking cookie can potentially cause more harm to your body than just eating the damn cookie. Chronic stress can also have a negative impact on sleep quality due to the role that cortisol plays with melatonin. Cortisol is our stress hormone, and when everything is running as it should, then cortisol is highest upon waking and gradually tapers off throughout the day, while melatonin conversely increases and is highest before we go to bed. But when we're behind at work, struggling to pay the bills, and fighting with our spouse every night, then our body doesn't get a chance to lower cortisol, which in turn suppresses the release of melatonin, making it harder to fall asleep and stay asleep. Anyone who has done a grueling prep may have experienced some weird digestive issues and sleepless nights towards the end, which is in part because of the physical stress that prep can cause. Because like I mentioned before, Exercise is stressful on the body. And if you're training all day and or you're training late in the day, 
then you're spiking your cortisol a lot more than your body would prefer. Yes, exercise does have a positive impact on overall well-being when it is implemented mindfully and not taken to the extreme. But if you're prepping for a bodybuilding competition, it's not really mindful exercise because you are taking shit to the extreme by training to get your body in an absolutely ridiculous level of conditioning. This is the main reason that I'm generally not a huge fan of exercise programs like F45 or any type of high-intensity circuit training because that style of training is super stressful on the body. Even though you might expend more calories during a class like that than you would if you were to just lift weights or just go for a run, the stress that type of training places on your body can kind of counteract the calories that you're expending. Because as a result of things like sleep and digestion being negatively affected, your hunger hormones are also being negatively affected. And that style of training has been shown to cause increased feelings of hunger, which can make it a lot harder to adhere to any type of nutrition plan. Just a quick little disclaimer, though, I'm not trying to completely shit on F45. I do think that it can be beneficial for the type of person who would maybe never do any type of physical activity without it. Generally speaking, though, that type of person is not my audience. And if your goal is to improve your body composition, then I'm going to recommend you find a style of training that is more conducive to your goals. Stress can also increase the likelihood of conditions like depression and anxiety, which is pretty much because of the effect it has on hormones as well. We now know that if you keep pumping cortisol and adrenaline into your body, it won't produce melatonin as efficiently, your hunger hormones are going to get out of whack, and the rest of your hormones are going to start getting out of whack too. And it's just going to snowball into a ton of other bullshit in addition to sleepless nights, poor digestion, and possible weight gain. It can also have side effects like low libido, irregular menstrual cycles, and persistent headaches. Which is why it's so important to find ways to manage your stress in order to try to prevent all of this bullshit from happening. I know it's easier said than done. Trust me. I know. I mean, I fucking pooped myself because of how stressed I was before a hurricane. And believe it or not, I really was trying to manage my stress. It was just a scary situation that I had never experienced before. But finding ways that work for you to manage stress can really help your overall health and quality of life. Unfortunately, there's no one-size-fits-all solution to managing stress because we all handle it so differently. For instance, I love doing jigsaw puzzles to unwind and clear my mind, but I know plenty of people who get anxious and stressed by them, in which case maybe reading a good book helps you to relieve some stress, or knitting or crocheting, or doing yoga or going for a walk. The gym is a great stress reliever for a lot of people too, which I'm aware is a bit ironic since exercise is a physical stressor on the body, 
but it can help to boost all of those feel-good neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin, which subsequently help to reduce your cortisol after you're done training. As long as you are mindful about the frequency and the intensity of your training, then exercise can be a great tool to help manage stress. You've got to find what works for you to chill the fuck out. And it might not be any of that fluffy bullshit that I just listed. Maybe in order to manage your stress, you need to work on setting more boundaries. Maybe you need to learn to speak up for yourself a bit more. Maybe you need to hire a fucking therapist to help you work through some shit that's buried way down deep that you don't even know about yet. Ain't no shame in therapy. I'm such a huge advocate for it. I think that asking for help is one of the strongest things a person can do. And if talking to a professional helps you find ways to reduce your stress, then it is money well spent because your life is fucking priceless. Eating a nutritious diet is also one of the best things you can do to manage stress. Because if you're eating tons of processed crap all the time, then your body is going to have more inflammation and your immune system is going to suffer from the physical stress of a poor diet. Prioritizing single ingredient whole foods like lean protein, fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, etc., etc., is one of the best things you can do for your physical body because eating a super nutritious diet will help to regulate all of the hormones that your stressed ass is throwing out of whack. And if you're totally lost on what I mean by that, or if you have no idea how to train on your own without going to a high intensity group fitness class, then I would love to work with you to develop a training and nutrition plan that is actually conducive to your goals and is enjoyable and sustainable because you don't want to be doing high intensity circuits and restricting your diet even more when you're fucking 80 years old. So if you're ready to make a change and you want to actually learn how to eat and train in a way that is out of love and respect for your body, then click the link in the show notes to apply to work with me. Thank you for listening to Treadmill Talks. If this episode taught you something, lit a fire under your ass, or at least helped you forget how long you've been walking in place, please leave a review or take a screenshot to share on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at Shannon Maves so I can give you some love right back. And thanks again for listening to my Treadmill Talk.